Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes, and you're today with Mr. Corey Marks. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm awesome, dude. Is your first time in Vegas? No, I uh, recorded my album here, so I've been here a oh, few times. Right. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. You did it with the Churko Boys. That's right. That's not Good a bad little room. How long ago was your first time here with them? Uh, back in 2015, actually. So it's been a while. So were they still up on the mountain, or were they still down? Were they on the strip when you did it? Right they down were, the street. They were. Uh, I'm not even sure. Yeah, just down the street. Yeah, yeah. at yeah. the hideaway. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Hideout. Hideout. It's right. still the hideout. They just moved. They just moved in their new place. I went up there and they were recording drums for uh, Five Finger Death Punch last time I was up there. Cool. Yeah, that's a neat room. Yeah, definitely. Huge room. It's massive. It is. Yeah. What did you record? Um, um, Blame it on the double there. I did that one at the first studio. Actually. Really? Yep. Yep. So you're from Canada. I am. And you're making your way south. Yeah, just what, a little bit. What? Talk to us about what Canada did for you as an artist versus what the United States has done to you for an artist. Well, I could tell you the the U.S. has done a hell of a lot more. I can tell you that much. So yeah. I'm very thankful for that and uh, excited to, to see where it, uh, where it takes me. How long have you been like? working your way south i know that you you're pretty much like people know who you are up in canada yeah yeah like yeah, i'd like to think so well i've heard I've, I've heard things <laughs> uh, what kind of things uh, all good things okay that, good yeah good, that, good that you worked your ass off up there yeah i did yeah i did uh, you know several several tours across canada released uh released four singles to canadian country radio and um you know just yeah worked my butt off there but i've been writing in nashville since 2012 right so um yeah i've been making my way south you know three four times a year since then um, until uh, you know, I signed this deal with with Kevin and then uh, with Better Noise Music. Beautiful. What are your goals for like twenty twenty? My goals for twenty twenty is just uh, you know to make a bunch of fans across the United States and and worldwide, which seems to be already happening with the release of Outlaws and Outsiders. So I'm really thankful and excited for that. Um, just just kind of just get this music out there. Really, that's the only goal. Is that single with other people? Uh, yeah, so that single uh, is actually currently at, at Rock, U.S. Rock Radio, and I believe it's already top 40. It got released last week. Is it just you, or did you do that song with... Um... I, I recorded that song. Well, I wrote the song with Kevin, and then uh, this single features Travis Tritt, That's what I thought. Okay. which is a country music legend, of course, a real outlaw. Uh, Mick Mars from Motley Crue is slaying the guitar, and of course, Ivan Moody from Five Finger Death Punch. So it's, That's not a bad little lineup right there. It's so, pretty cool. You asked me that question if we do play that. Uh, I know that I heard that song because I put it on, I want to say, your ticketing page through Stoney's, and I watched right. the video and listened to the song cool. through there. So the answer to that question would be yes. Awesome. <laughs> now it's yes. Dude, what was the best thing that happened to you in 2019? 2019 was, well, you, to be honest, just getting this music out. Uh, it's been, you know, since since signing the, rec uh, the record deal in 2018, you know, and wrote the song and recorded it first in 2015. It's been a long, long, long road. Yeah, sit and you know, wait. Sit, hurry up and wait. Yeah, uh, yeah. and so I, I'd say just getting, getting the music out, um, and then you know what? On a different topic was uh, jumping out of a plane at fifteen thousand feet with the Canadian Forces Skyhawks. So, so dumb. It's amazing. Was it a perfectly good plane too? Right. It was. Yeah. Why it was a perfectly good parachute too. <laughs> I did that one time when I was twenty-one. Uh, I went out drinking the night before, and my buddy was like, uh, "Remember last night when you said?" I was like. What I say, and he's like, "You said you'd do anything." I was like, "Cool, whatever." So I met him at the at the place. We jumped out of a plane. Which brings you to uh, my next point: is one of the singles I released in Canada was called "21," and the hook is "Only God Knows How We Made It to 21." That's a perfect 
perfect example. Yes. Do stupid exactly. shit. Exactly. So you jumped <laughs> out of the plane with who? Uh, the Canadian Forces Skyhawks. Which is? So it's like the uh, the Golden Knights, the US, U.S. Army's Golden Knights parachute team. Okay. Yeah, so it's uh, with the Armed Forces. So I was in good hands. Dude, nothing. Why did you do that? Well, I'm a huge... Uh, aviation fan like i love i love i'm a student pilot i have you know logged about 70 hours so i'm working towards my private pilot license and in 2017 i actually went up with the uh canadian forces snowbirds uh which is like your u.s thunderbirds or u.s blue uh navy right. blue angels so uh that was definitely a highlight of that year and my life really and uh i hope i get to do it again sometime do you have a plan B for music? I mean, would it be pl- flying a plane, or you do that because of passion? Plan B would be make enough money at music so I can buy my own plane. There you go. That's, just fly wherever B. the hell you want. That's to. right. Who do your like idols in? Well, I wouldn't say you're just country. I mean, you yeah. obviously well, clearly have a rock background <clears throat> yep. to, to it all. So, like, who are your idols in music? What got you started? Well, grow, see, so growing up, my dad. Um, you know, my dad's a you know a huge music fan. My, my whole family are very, uh, very, into, very much into music. Do they play as well? My dad played. Yeah, he was played some guitar. He sang, and he was a drummer. And so I, I started drumming at ten. So before all this, I was a drummer. I was in a few metal bands and and the, you know the high school band and everything. That's what I wanted to do. I didn't start singing until I was <clears throat> twenty years old, twenty one. Yeah. And um, so that being said, I grew up uh, listening to Merle Haggard. Buck Owens, George Jones, you know, all that good stuff. Waylon Jennings, <clears throat> Jimmy, Jimmy Rogers, did I ever say that? Um, but then on the other side, uh, you know, I had Rush, Deep Purple, Ozzy Osbourne. And that, by the time I was 16, 14, was into Dream Theater, Lamb of God, Arch Enemy, Pantera, of course. Um, and so I was all about that from like 15 to 18 years old. And, and then, you know, once I started singing and songwriting, kind of came back to country but then, you know, once we started releasing music up in Canada, you know, I definitely wanted to make country music, be a country artist, but with a little rock edge. Sure, which is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I've had a couple guys that have come through here, and girls, that always mm-hmm. say that, that um, country really shouldn't be called a genre anymore. Because, I mean, if you did that, you'd be breaking it down into yeah. 50,000 <clears> different genres. Yeah. I mean, how does, how does Canadian radio um, differ from U.S. radio? Do you think it's easier to get your songs played there? Do do people respond better to radio up there? Are they a streaming group of people? I think, man, I think it's really the same on both sides. Uh, just in the U.S., it's much bigger and broader, and there's, you know, there's different, um, you know, states that, you know, will play more of the the classical stuff, like you know, like they'll play Charlie Daniels and Travis Tritt, won't shy away from that kind of stuff. Right. Right. But then your mainstream your mainstream stuff is got to be florida georgia lion and thomas red and you got to have enough hand clapping in it so <laughs> you know um i think it's kind of all the same we hope to kind of break that that trend with this are you uh an advocate of pop country or not at all next question next question <laughs> i like it everybody has their thing it's funny i, I find myself i mean like, i I, re- I respect it I, not like you know it, it is what it is and, and I, I appreciate what they've done and sure and you know do their thing but I just find it it's not really fair to any other country artist whether they're rock or straight right. up country that they don't get a chance unless you're doing that kind of stuff it's pretty crazy so I, it's just, bittersweet. I just had ward davis come through here i don't know if you know who that is he is uh probably as traditional southern country rock as you can get like he's old soul old mm-hmm. old soul and um definitely feels the same way doesn't understand that side of it i look at a lot of it so like i go back and forth with stuff like uh Two, three years ago, if you asked me something about Sam Hunt, I would just be like, I'm good, man. Totally good. 
then I watched this interview with him, and it totally changed my mind on who he was and where he came from. I mean, there's a kid that played Alabama football mm-hmm. that grew up in the environment of hip hop and R and B, and but is he's an old country boy. And so he brought yeah. that to his own, and it changed my respect for what he was doing more than anything. Um, well, when I when I uh, played with him up in up in Canada, a festival called Boots and Hearts, um, we opened up the main stage that night. So then it was him, and then Dirk Bentley. Um, what changed my my kind of view on him was the fact that he tributed Merle Haggard, and I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, Obviously, I'm a huge Merle Haggard fan, so. He's definitely a country boy. Like, I, I, like people would come in and be like, "Dude, what do you think of Sam Hunt?" And like, "Body Like a Back Road" had just came out, and I was like, "Dude, I don't even, I don't even understand that song. I just don't." Uh, and then um, I listened to uh, "Behind the Pines," mm-hmm. his acoustic album that he mm-hmm. did, and he's got like three number ones on there from Keith Urban and Billy Currington. Yeah, and, yeah. And you just sit back, and I was like, "God, this thing's pretty good." You know, it's. And then I watched this interview with him where he talked about when he moved to Nashville, his producer is still with him today, understood who he was and understood his roots. Yeah. So it made him who he was today. Well, it's kind of like my producer, Kevin Churko. It's the same Dude, thing. Dude, definitely. I mean, and I think that's the neatest thing about what we're doing right here, right now, is that people will listen to this and yeah. it, some of your fans will let, listen to it because you post it. But then we'll have the, the person that was before you at the bottom of that page, there's a little thing that says, hey man, check out this artist. Right. And it's turned into this thing where people listen and if they hear something, they that's how they find new artists. And cool. today people go out and I think that they don't just like one song. They go out and they want to they wanna dive deeper into your history, where you came from and all that. Of course. In saying that, are you one of those guys that you'll leave your music on there from 2010? Or do you clean that up and just like leave just your current stuff on there? On just like, on any kind of platform. Oh that's out yeah, there. no my my uh, my first record up up from up to, uh, my first record up in Canada is is still available. Yeah. Do you do you think that you've changed tremendously since that? I wouldn't say tremendously, but obviously having a producer like Kevin changes things, and we had a we had a certain vision with this record. Yeah. Um, and you know you can definitely hear it in songs like Outlaws and Blame It on the Double. So it definitely heavier, and uh, we dropped dropped a few notes. Yeah, you know, or keys rather, I should say. Right. You know, we play in drop A on the record, so it's pretty. It's got some balls, dude. It does. That's good. I heard your sound check today, and it was funny. Matt, your sound guy, wrote me, and he is a uh, butt rock dude. Mm-hmm. And the text came back with, "Do you hear these guitars?" And he was just yeah. like so happy because it's like he's like his borderline. What are we gonna do here tonight? Sort you, of thing. You don't hear that in country music, man. Not so very often. So. No. You know, we have guys that come through here that aren't traditional country, like in in a sense, like Tim Montana. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. Like dude, Tim. he comes in here and. He's lazy, Rocks. man. Yeah, yeah. dude. Cause, uh, and he's just a good dude. He's one of those guys yeah. you sit back and I want his life because the people he hangs out with, it does. I just got a video today that he was uh, out this past week and played a show and then he went out hog hunting uh, from um, a helicopter. And I just wow. got the video and I was like, dude, this guy's living life, man. <laughs> like you guys and your music stuff, like that's like the raddest thing in the world, I think. It can be very, you know, if you... Um you know, it all, it all depends if you get you get some good luck with it and yeah. get some get some radio play, get some good festivals, and get some good traction, get some good streams. Yeah, you can live a pretty awesome life. I think you can doing what you love and that's doing the what you part, do because then it's not work anymore. Exactly. Which like like if you could put together your perfect show uh, with you playing it, like where would you want to do it and what artists would you like to play with? They all have to be alive. Like let's make a real show out of it. Yeah, that's. I mean, man, that's that's tough. I really don't know because there's a lots there's lots of the U.S. that I, I haven't explored yet. Okay, so which, let's just pick some of your artists that you'd love to like go on tour with. Like, is there is there ba- bands out there that you see right now that are out there touring that you'd love to just hop on a tour with them? Well, obviously, I'm a big Eric Church fan, so yeah. I mean, 
and I think would be very fitting, you know, because he definitely rocks it up uh, during his and live shows. And he don't shows, give a shit. And he don't give a shit. So we're very similar in that perspective. So, I mean, I think someone like uh, Eric Church or Kid Rock, yeah, you know, some something along those lines. You need to get to know Tim Montana. Tim Montana. That was actually a uh, talking point at some at some time a couple of years ago. Yeah. About possibly putting us on a on a tour together. Well, let me tell you, Timmy and I, uh, uh, we have fun. I've, I've hung out at his house before, and Chris, the owner of this place, was just out there not too long ago, and mm -hmm. uh, Kid Rock was there, Billy Gibbons was there. What? Um, Crazy. These are just the boys that, they, that he just kicks it with, per se. <clears throat> Charlie yeah. Sheen's another one. And I just sit back, and I'm like, dude, how are you still alive? So he likes the party. <laughs> <laughs> That's an understatement. I've seen him pass out standing up, dude. It's like the greatest thing in the world. Wow. Like, I don't drink, so I get to always babysit. That's like right. the neatest thing in the world for, for me. Cool. Yeah. So biggest, like, um, I'm going to go back the other way. Mm -hmm. Are there artists out there that you look at that are on their way up that you appreciate? People that our listeners could probably go back and check out? Oh, man. That's... That's that's another good question. That's another good question. Yeah, because I kind of just stick in my right. I mean, there's there's probably some, but I'm I'm pretty fried right now. From, you're drawing a blank. From being on the road for the last. Don't two act weeks. like you're in Vegas right now, dude. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't think of anyone right now. There's no there's no new artists out there that that you're just like dick like so okay I got a better question when you're on the road and you're just traveling and you just want to throw some music on what do you yeah. listen to what's like your go to Rush Rush <laughs> that's it Rush Merle Haggard um, you know um, yeah a little, like a little bit of everything like you know I still I'm still listening to some of that metal stuff yeah you know and um, I'm trying to think of. You know what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. A little, like, it's just such a. I mean, I, I still listen to Biggie and Tupac. Dude, so. there's nothing wrong with that. So. I listen to. Dude, I come to work sometimes and and I'll and I'll, I'll throw on um, uh, Machine Gun Kelly just to just yeah, to wake myself GK, up again because yeah. he's just a little bit different. And yeah. I actually saw him open for Limp Biscuit before he was anybody, and I was like, wicked, wow, totally crazy, That's pretty cool. I think so. Yeah, he's he's cool, man. He's talented, dude. How did Neil Peart's passing affect you? Cried like a baby. Called yeah. my dad and. uh yeah, it crushed me, you know, because he's he's my he was my first musical hero, you right. know, um, and I grew up and I was playing moving pictures on on paint cans when I was like ten or twelve years old, front to back. Come home from school, set the paint cans up like Neil Peart, like his kit, right? Yeah. So I take the the paint cans with the most paint in it and go all the way down, right, to get that the drop drop. drop. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like his kit, it gets so high and all the way to the you know his floors where they get a little lower. So, and that's that's that was my first drum kit until my parents bought me. Uh, a real one. What'd you use for symbols with the paint cans? Uh, you know, the little, the handles. That, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> you're gonna have to like. I have to go through your. I'm a very, I, very. My mom always said a very creative guy at doing. You know, I, I can imagine stuff, picture stuff, and try to, yeah. you know, build it myself. Okay, I got another question for you. Then I'm gonna kick you out of here because you need to go eat or something. Uh, musically, do you prefer writing, performing, recording? Performing. How come? It's just the energy and uh, being with my best buddies on the road and um, my guitar player is sitting right beside me right now. So, no, he's not. Um, dude, you're just to, acting I had, weird. I had, to, I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody is, man. Um, yeah, no, I think just, just because like, I love the writing process. I love the recording pro process. Um, but it's almost like that's the true test, right? Because then you go, get to go out on the road and actually perform these songs and see people react to them, whether they're singing or dancing or bashing their head to it, right? Yeah. So, and just being on the road, um, 
period i think it's fun traveling uh to different places and performing live and it's just the energy the energy that you that you get how long you been with these guys uh eric six years yeah six seven probably going on seven years now believe it or not Where'd you meet? Flies. I don't want to talk about that. You swiped left. You swiped left. That's a word, right? You sw- you swiped it and left. Uh, yeah, on grinder. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I don't even know what that is. Oh <laughs> uh, no, we we. It's a small town where we grew up, right? Um, in North Bay, Ontario. It's uh, three hours north of Toronto, and it's actually four hours down the road from Mission High Twain up in Timmins. So, um, but there's a there's a very good music scene there, and. When we started playing, I knew I knew about him. I knew he was great, and and I needed a guitar player, so worked itself out. It worked itself out. Yeah. You live in Canada now? I yeah, I do. Yeah, still. Do you do you ever plan to move to the states or anything like that? I do. I think I think about it. Um, but like right now, you know, um, especially with there's some tours coming up. Um, that's going to be announced next week, and I'm really excited about. Um, you know, it's kind of like why rent something or or yeah. buy something if I'm going to be gone for five six months are you married uh no no kids or anything no kids a dog and a girlfriend there you go yeah so yeah, same difference same thing yeah if you were to move to the states where would you like to call home honestly i've always loved vegas yeah really yeah since i started coming here it's just you know i like nashville too i'd love to be in nashville but at the same time i always said like my friends would say like why don't you move to nashville i just didn't want to be another you know not just a canadian but another singer songwriter going there trying to you know because there's so many of them even i find even if you have something different or you're you know, it doesn't matter right yeah. so it's just kind of luck of the draw i find and you know who's it's a gonna, tough town it's a tough town and i would just rather do my own thing and kind of make some noise outside those walls and come tear them down when when we want yeah you know? and it's that way when you go there you're not playing at home it, yeah exactly dude that town is uh it's crazy i can visit there i couldn't live there i hate the weather there um it's so hot and muggy it's humid it's just like up in canada where you know like right now it's minus 25 back at home and we just got belted with a bunch of snow um probably like three feet or something like that there's a huge snowstorm that just came in but then in the summer it could it could be like 35 40 degrees or like 92 right. yeah. 95 yeah. Vegas but, but humid have you been here in the summer oh yeah yeah i never understood i used to always hate when people would say you know oh vegas is hot but it's a dry heat and i'm like I don't even come know to, I mean. come come spend some time up in North Bay Dude, and you're gonna love summers here. <laughs> I went to Nashville, uh, July or August, a couple years ago, <clears throat> and I literally walked out and was like, I don't even want to be here. Your sweater, your shirt's sticking to you. It's disgusting. It's, it's gross. It was disgusting. And with me, when I have you know, I have long hair, so it's I'm like, not saying he's got a man bun, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, nothing wrong with a mun. All right, <laughs> you keep telling yourself. And, that. You, uh, you probably used to work at Starbucks too. No, I didn't, <laughs> but. Uh, I don't know. Jason Momoa's got one. He's a pretty bad, pretty pretty big badass. So right. I don't know. You're trying to be yourself, though. Remember that. Yeah, I'm not saying I got a mun because of Jason Momoa. I had. That's what you just. Said. I put my hair up before fucking all this shit was going on. Right. About all this man bun shit. I'm just gonna. If I see you one day, I put it up for comfort. Damn it. There you go. If I see you walking around one day with aviators, I'm gonna know why. Why is that? Because Church, man. Oh, I thought you were going to say Maverick, Top Gun, the greatest oh, movie ever. Dude, it is the greatest movie it's, ever. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my girlfriend's a few years younger than me, had never seen that movie, and I made her sit down and watch it. Like, my girlfriend's oh, never seen it either. Dude, so I'm waiting. What's with these people? I don't know. I'm waiting till June 20th. Is that I number two it is. comes out or something. Number two comes out. So we're going to watch the first one, and then we're going to watch the second one. Yeah, and you're not going to say shit. You're not going to eat all the popcorn. Well, you're see, gonna watch the movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, we, it was on the other day. It was a couple of weeks ago, and I was having a beer with my dad, and she comes downstairs, and Top Gun had just started. And, of course, me not thinking, 
I could tell both of them started getting annoyed because I'm seeing every line of the right. movie, right? And then she just walks upstairs. And I didn't even clue in because I'm still tuned into the TV, even, even though I've seen it thousands of times. And I looked at my dad. I'm like, she probably left because I kept saying. And then I get upstairs, just talking to my mom about how he knows every every word of that movie. My girl and I just bought um, a half acre out here. And cool. Her daughter plays soccer, so I put this soccer field in the backyard thing because because I can. And we got the room, so mm-hmm. then we put up um, volleyball net. Nice. So on Sundays we barbecue, and uh, you have to wear a Top Gun shirt to come over to play. That's and awesome. It's Top Gun Sundays. Don't steal my idea, dude. Oh, no, you need to my be girl, your own my girlfriend's a huge volleyball player too. Yeah. So. Well, so next time you bring her out, and we'll have Top Gun Sundays, but she can't come over because it'd be the greatest thing in the world. It'd have to be. After she has June. to watch the movie first. Has to watch the movie. That's what I'm saying. It has to be after June, and she's got to wear a shirt. Oh. Just has to. That's the thing, dude. <laughs> no, that's cool. I meant a Top Gun shirt, bro. A top, junk. top Gun tank. There you go. A wife beater. That's a wife one beater. of them. I'm did. fine with that. I'm yeah, fine there with we that. go. Dude. Tell people how to find you online. Find me online at CoreyMarks.com or at Corey Marks Music um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Sweet. Dude, yeah, thanks man. for the time. Dude, thanks so much for having me. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead. Roll credits. Recorded by Toad. Produced by Toad. Booked by Toad voiced over by toad you know what toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job 